1: What is up Waffle Gang? I do hope you are well. My name is Mark and today we're checking out some r slash entitled people. If you'd like to skip the initial waffle timestamps are in the description and along a timeline below. But if you are new here, please consider hitting that like that subscribe and maybe that notification bell too. And before we do jump in today's stories, I have some thank yous to new members we had over on Patreon. We had that ducking bug. <laughs> we also on YouTube had a join from, and I'm sorry, I'm gonna get this completely wrong. I did try to find the pronunciation, but Maikian Bredkiai. I am sorry. I'm sorry, I tried. And thank you from Rebecca Ben Abraham for the rejoin and Tagan Corner as well for the rejoin. Thank you so much for your love, support, and time. And I'm sorry once again, Maikian I'm so sorry. <laughs> much love, guys. Now, this first story comes from You Know Who 2016. Entitled airline passenger takes a ride on the luggage carousel I used to fly for work, a lot I have so many entitled people stories It stops surprising me to run into the behavior This is one such story Cast me, myself and I equals me EP entitled person Crowd equals random group of people I don't know Every single person that has flown also knows about the ridiculousness that happens While trying to pick up their checked luggage at the baggage claim While people cannot just stand back a few feet and then walk up and get their luggage when they see it so everyone can easily get their luggage. I have no idea but I digress. While waiting in the baggage claim area there was a sudden mad rush of people crowding up to the carousel. Now I'm not sure if the airport decided to dump 14 or 15 different flights of luggage at the same baggage claim but there were way more people crowding around the carousel than there should be. To not get edged out I walked up to the edge and waited for my luggage. As more and more people piled up around the claim, it was around six or seven people deep, all the way around the rather large carousel. The belt finally starts moving and I instantly hear a commotion behind me, but I ignore it at first. After all, we're all doing the same song and dance. Is that my bag? Nope. Wait, is that my bag? No. Oh no, that one? No. Behind me, I hear a random assortment of crowds saying, hey, ouch, what are, and the crowd using cuss words and saying, quit it. You get the point. Apparently, some guy thought he was entitled to forcefully push his way through the crowd to get up to the belt. This individual literally knocked me over into the people beside me, pushing me backwards and stands in the six inches of space he makes in front of me. I thought he must see his bag or something. Nope, he just wanted to be up front. I said, excuse me, to which he was silent. I lightly push him in the back for he is an inch in front of my nose and say, Hey, what do you think you're doing? And again, he's silent. His mistake was not even acknowledging me and pushing me back again with his butt. Where the heck could I possibly go? Now I'd like to say I was having a pleasant trip and it didn't set me off, but I would be lying. I'm not exactly the smallest guy. I pushed him with both hands square in his back and sent him onto the luggage belt. He spun onto his back, landed on a bunch of luggage and off he went down the belt. (laughs) The look on his entitled and rude face was priceless. I didn't know someone's eyes could get that wide. Could I have handled it better? Yes. Would it have been more satisfying? Absolutely not. Even better, remember me saying the entire carousel was packed all the way around six or seven people deep? He couldn't get off the carousel for there was simply no room for him to hop off. He tried. He flung his feet over the edge only to have them forced back on by the sheer mass of people. Who knows if anyone's luggage actually passed any of us? For everyone was just watching this guy ride the belt until he went around the corner and I could no longer see him. I never did know what happened to the guy. Hopefully, someone eventually claimed him. <laughs> just the thought of this guy just going off down the belt round the corner, just the shocked look on his face. Absolutely beautiful and that's the type of stuff that sets my anxiety off like waiting for i don't know why waiting for bags to come around or, and stuff like that just because of the tension in the air of everyone trying to squeeze each other out and it's like why usually i just stand back and watch my bag go around a few times and just just wait for a space you know i'm on the holiday the last thing i want is a uh, stress unless i'm going the other way then i'm trying to get my bag out first <laughs> and our next story comes from common chameleon Wealthy CEO throws a temper tantrum over $1.25. I work at a business that mostly ships out packages, kind of like a post office or FedEx store. In addition to this, we also offer printing services for customers. I was not the one dealing with the customer directly, but I witnessed the entire interaction go down. Guys comes in and asks if we can print out a prepaid shipping label for him. My boss says, sure we can, we can do that for $1.25. The guy didn't respond, which I would later realize is because he had headphones in during this entire interaction. So my boss prints a label for the guy and asks him to pay. He seems visibly offended and asks if it's cheaper to use the printers in the front of the store. My boss responds by saying that it is, but since he already printed the label, it would be $1.25. The dude flips his shit and yells at my boss, calling him a liar, because I guess he expected the printing to be free. My boss defends himself saying that we are a small business and can't work for free, that he doesn't appreciate being disrespected. And then he asks the guy to leave the store and not return guy storms out without paying later my boss gets curious and googles the guy since we had his name from the email address he used to send the shipping label there are articles that he has written claiming to be the ceo of a very profitable company i deal with nasty customers in this business but this guy was one of the worst by far i'm just glad my boss is the kind of guy who won't stand rude customers and doesn't try to appease him I'd say usually if they're bragging online that they're some sort of CEO or some company and they're not <laughs> but we'll check out some comments to see what they say. And we'll start with Hierathon saying, I work in a similar environment. Mine is more printing than shipping, but still similar. I have no more fucks to give. When that stuff happens, I just say, sure, go ahead and print it at the self-serve copier. It takes credit only, no debit. When I ask what I'm gonna do with the copy in my hand, I say I'm going to destroy it. They always say well can't you just give it to me instead and say yes i can for three dollars fifteen the worst is when they go to the self-serve and expect me to come over and do it for them there i like to say pleasantly the instructions are right there give it a go and let me know if you need a hand i'll come over when i can and then help the next person in line if they just listened life would go a little smoother hyrule says the folks over at r slash anti-MLM will tell you about the CEOs they encounter on the daily. <laughs> we might have to have that for a members video this Saturday and r slash anti-MLM. We haven't done that in a while. And Cassie Opea says, trying to appease nasty people is what ends up making them nastier. And we have one more saying, Lily 61 saying, I don't want to scare you, but as far as nasty, rude, downright miserable customers are concerned, you ain't seen nothing yet, but I'm glad you got the kind of boss you have. Most of the supervisors I had in the course of my work working life were the kind who didn't care how the customers treated regular employees. As long as their own bonuses weren't affected, why should the store managers care if their employees routinely left crying at the end of their shifts? And that is just, that is the worst thing to hear, isn't it? That no one deserves to be disrespected whilst doing their job is absolutely disgusting and they should be kicked at the store immediately for doing this kind of bullshit. But anyway, we move on to the next story. And our next story comes from Academic Oil 9038 Karen cancels order because she didn't believe shrimp was a meat. <laughs> I'm not completely sure this is the proper subreddit, but here we go. This is from when I worked at a tiny pickup slash delivery restaurant in an affluent area by a major university and hospital. Most customers were from surrounding neighborhoods or drunk slash high uni students and stressed out nurses. This is my second job, but the first one where I had to deal with customers face to face. I was given no training, so it was a bit of a learning curve. Enter Boomer Karen, who looked like she was born with not just a chip, but a whole block on both shoulders. Waddled in a fine afternoon and ordered one of our more popular items. Fried rice. Our fried rice had the option to add a meat for $1 more. Karen specifically wanted shrimp fried rice. I said, all right, madam, that will be $6.66. I don't actually remember the prices. Karen said, huh, oh, what? But the menu says 566. I say yes, madam, but meat costs $1. Karen's face fills with pure disbelief and contempt, lip curling in a growing outrage, and she ground out in a near hiss. Shrimp is a meat? Me, shocked at the ridiculous question. Also thinking that is clearly listed under meats on the menu. And oh my god, Yarados? <laughs> I don't know what that means. What do I do? Me.exe has stopped functioning um yes madam meat is when you partake of living creatures flesh and it used to be a little animal swimming around in the ocean and i wiggle my hand to emphasize without thinking because brain is now broken karen's eyes grow big with indignation i brace for yelling i had enough of entitled relatives to recognize the signs why am i here alone this sucks karen snorts like an angry bull i'm surprised she didn't slam a fist on the counter it looked like she wanted to but she was holding a clutch purse how dare you this is a scam shrimp isn't a meat this is a rip off and then she rants for a bit i started tuning her out since she wasn't anything close to as scary as my mum when she's pissed i can see she's taking a breath do you want to order the shrimp fried rice madam or perhaps a regular one karen says cancel it And she storms out through the thankfully propped up open door it was a glass door and would have broken from a good slam to which i say okay fortunately she never returned and the shift manager when he returned from a delivery thought it was hilarious now usually with these kind of stories i'm like on the edge of like of belief because it's just so crazy but i've got to say i've encountered something very very similar when i used to do the market research and we was there testing a product it was a a frozen product that had like meat and vegetables and it's like you can just basically chuck it into a frying pan and and have yourself a meal within five minutes it was a new thing that was going on at the time and i remember being i'm not going to go into too many details because i'm not sure if you'll believe me but, but there was this person who was who was this person came in to test this product and they went absolutely mental about the product was like it was like a chicken and vegetable stir fry kind of mix that you fry and blah 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 um but she refused to believe it was real chicken there was no way it could be real chicken because you've frozen it and you can't freeze chicken and it was like yeah i i can't can't even explain the absolute madness i was much like this person in this story just sort of stood there like my my brain has stopped working what the fuck you doing eventually she stormed out absolutely in shock sent um sent a massive email to our company the the managers of our company and was going crazy about it but yeah if you're ever interested i'll tell you the full story but (laughs) brace yourself hold
0: up
1: to get started visit plushcare.com slash weight loss that's plushcare.com slash weight loss and this next story is from Lizzie B. 66 can you just go two hours out of your way to pick up a colleague this incident came back to me because someone asked if they could be made to pick up a colleague and take them to work even though it was out of their way so here is my story we had just moved house i was now an hour from work A number of us were due to fly out to Germany for a work event and I had booked my flight from Birmingham as it was only a 20 minute drive from my home. Husband was due to drop me off and pick me up on my return. The flights worked well as I could get into Germany 20 minutes before my colleagues and fly back 20 minutes after their flights and one of my directors had arranged a meeting point in the airport on arrival so that I could meet up with him and he'd look after me. He was sweet, so all was good. I'd been off the week before we were due to fly out because it was our annual holds for our anniversary. During my time off, my manager and I had been chatting by text on my personal phone about arrangements for the trip. The day before we were due to fly out, I get a phone call on my personal phone number. Work phone was switched off from the manager in another department. Convo goes like this. I said, hello. I don't recognize the number as it's not in phone. The other manager says, hi, OP. I've been trying to get hold of you, but you're not answering your phone. I said, I'm on leave, my work phone is off and you're calling on my personal phone. Is everything okay? Other manager says, yes, it's really urgent so I got your number from your manager. Okay, what's the problem? Well, colleague Kay, who worked for other manager, is going on a trip tomorrow and you're supposed to be picking her up from home and taking her to the airport but you haven't confirmed. I said, uh, no, I'm not. You're all flying out of Heathrow and I'm the only one flying from Birmingham. Other manager says, no, you're supposed to pick her up and take her to Heathrow. Again, I said, uh, no, my tickets were booked by HR to fly from Birmingham. Colleague X, who was arranging the trip, agreed that. They were booked a month ago. The other manager says, no, colleague K spoke to you and you're taking her to Heathrow and she doesn't drive. I said, no, I've not spoken to her. My phone has been off for the past week whilst I've been on holiday. My out of office is on for my email and I'm still flying from Birmingham. You'll have to make other arrangements. The other manager then says, well, how is she gonna get to the airport? I said, I don't know. You're her manager. Why don't you take her as you are going to? He says, but I live an hour away from her in the wrong direction. Then I say, so do I. What? You don't live in City? No, we moved two years ago. I live in City X, which is why I'm flying from Birmingham. The other manager says, well, I don't know what we're going to do. Then I say, well, she have to take the train. He carried on this vein until my husband who has been listening to this with increasing disbelief shouted loudly, our table's ready, are you coming? We were actually in our front room and stopped the call. Outcome, I text my boss with the gist of the call and she said there had been some hullabaloo earlier in the week when other manager found that colleague Kay hadn't sorted out how she would get to the airport and suggested she ask me not realizing I lived nowhere near her for a lift. My boss had said that wouldn't work as I wasn't flying from the same airport, but they brushed her off. Boss was at work when I texted her after the call and she said that she sat there watching the fallout. Colleague Kay has lied about calling, knowing I had moved and lived nowhere near her now, thinking that if she left it until last minute, I'd have to agree because previously, I'd refused to give her lifts as even before we moved. She lived nowhere near my home. She was often after a lift or a lift in and we didn't work the same times or live in the same place. In the end, the colleague Kay's husband had to take time off work to take her to the airport and pick her up. And why had he not agreed to do that before? Apparently, he didn't want to use his leave up with something that wasn't related to his work, even though work paid the mileage and they were flying out at 7 a.m. in the morning and coming back at 9 p.m. And he worked nine to five. Firstly, can I just say, I love it when people say hullabaloo. One of my favorite words. <laughs> but I think if I was put in that situation, that other manager was phoning me, I would have been much more blunt than that. I love it when people, you know, dig themselves their own little holes. And I know it was mainly Kay's fault for what Kay was doing in this situation and basically left it the last minute or whatever and lied about calling. But it sounded like the other manager was very, very entitled the way they said, well, what are we going to do? And I'd be like, that's a you problem, not a me problem, my friend. Goodbye and hang up. <laughs> That's simple for me. But what would you do in that situation if you had a colleague phone you up like that? Would you would you try and keep the peace in some way or try to find a solution or would you be more blunt about it as well? Love to know your thoughts on that one. And our next story is from CuriousCat0070. People like this should not pass on their genes. This happened some years ago. I knew the guy in passing, but he became a legend in the organization. I call him heebie GB because that's the feeling he inspired in people. heebie GB worked in the company in a clerical position before coming to our office. In spite of several of his superiors saying he was not suitable, he was promoted. heebie GB began to build the foundation of his legend when he went to training for the position and would excuse himself from class after about 15 minutes and never come back. After class was over, he'd be found sleeping in the hallway. Still, he managed to pass. This put him on a customary two-year probationary status, where he should have minded his P's and Q's for a little while at least. This promotion should have been a great accomplishment for him, but heebie-jeebies notable achievements. He would not show up to work every Monday and Friday. He dressed like he was heading to the beach to surf, board shorts, shell necklaces, tank top. He could not follow basic directions to get him from place to place or even accomplish any task one example he was told to look up a window for some work so that no one would get hurt his eyes never left the ground and the conversation went something like this no you need to look up at the window not at your feet i know i know you don't know because you're still looking at your feet he would leave quietly in the middle of jobs and could not be reached this was in addition to his not showing up monday or friday he would sleep under his desk for a few hours a day At first, people thought he was working on his computer, but when his feet were still poking out from under the desk after a few hours, they realized he was sleeping. Heebie-jeebie stalked at least a dozen women in the office. One of them was the woman who was the second in charge of the office, who was at least 20 years older than him. One woman told me that he gave her the heebie-jeebies, hence the name. He would just follow them around and never say anything. When he was confronted, he would scurry off. One woman would always see him when he came out of the bathroom. Oh, God. The final straw came with the head of the office. The big bosses always say that they have an open door policy, but nobody in their right mind takes them up on it. Well, in walks Hebe Jebe, who sits in and puts his feet up on the, on the big boss's desk. I might not have believed it, but I was friends with the big boss's secretary who couldn't believe what she was seeing. The big boss at the time was known to be a fairly patient man, so he asked Hebe G B what he wanted. Heebie had questions about a project, and Big Boss asked if he had spoken to his direct supervisor. Heebie said his supervisor was worthless, so he came here. Everything that the Big Boss suggested, Heebie would respond with something like, Nah, nah, that's stupid. Heebie left, and the Big Boss called his supervisor, Get your ass in here right now, what is wrong with Heebie Poof. Heebie was gone the next day. Now I'm surprised heebie-jeebie lasted as long as he did in that situation and I love it when stories remind me of past experiences Um, one of my it was my not my first second my third job was in like a warehouse environment and I was doing like picking packing and you know driving a fort with various warehouse duties. Wasn't the most exciting job but gave me a lot of you know valuable experience that I still have to these days like dealing with customers and, and various things like that. I love every job that I've had because it's, it's always been a completely different experience and it's given me a like a wide range of skills. Anyway, I'm going off track here. But this particular job at certain parts like in the summer we'd have like so many orders that we'd we'd hire in like temporary staff, so you'd have you'd request temporary staff through your manager and they'd come in the next day. And you'd you'd get random ones. It was rarely got the same one every single day. And if you did, then you would request that specific person. But usually you find these people to be like people in uni who's just looking for a little bit of extra money. So they wouldn't last very long before they moved on. And there's one, there's two that really jumps out to my head. I'm not being rude, but you can see that they were just lazy assholes, basically. From the very get-go, they, they try to shirk duties and disappear in the warehouse somewhere. And there's this one particular one that I remember. And he just disappeared one day. And I was like, where the hell are you? He was meant to be packaged up this sofa at the time. And I was walking around the warehouse looking for this guy and I, and I could hear snoring and I couldn't work out where it was coming from. You know, we had racking in the warehouse and loads of different aisles. And I think the racking was like four bays deep. So it was really tall and stuff. And eventually I found this guy on the second row, like the second height <laughs> in the racking. And he had built himself a little a little hut on top of this pallet. He'd taken a sofa, a brand new sofa apart that was going to a customer, built pillows, like a little pillow fort, which I was quite impressed with, to be quite honest. And I was just in disbelief. My again, my mouth was open. I had to go to my boss in here. I couldn't and I I had to say, come and have a look at this. And my boss went mental and said, What the bloody hell are you doing? Pulled the pillows off. I guy was like, sorry, sorry, I was just really tired and needed a sleep. I was up late last night. Apparently he was out drinking. <laughs> again you're just in disbelief about this and you think even as a temporary worker how do you get away with shit like this and still keep your job you know it's like not and don't get me wrong not all temporary workers I, i had some great i've made some great friends from temporary workers um absolutely fantastic but this this one always jumps out in my head Now, what do you guys make of today's entitled people stories? Did you enjoy them? Let me know in the comments below. I always love to see your comments. It means the absolute world to me. If you want to support the channel further, you absolutely can by clicking that join button down below for YouTube or clicking the link in the description for Patreon and joining up there i think off the back of this video i'm going to be covering r slash anti mlm this saturday for a members video if you want to get involved once again thank you for your love your support and your time and i will see you you cheeky so and so in the next one take care guys much love